Welcome to Financial Fridays. I'm Bob Gustafson, a certified financial planner and the owner of the Triton Financial Group. Each episode is an excerpt from my radio show, The Financial Focus, where we answer questions from our listeners. Our goal is to help you increase your financial knowledge through these conversations of 10 minutes or less. Good one, Bob. Uh, This time of year, I often consider a Roth conversion and wanted to get your thoughts on this strategy. Roth conversions. Yeah, this time this is the kind of year we're looking at Roth conversions, uh, tax loss harvesting, uh, what possible plans we can still set up for the end of the year for companies to spend uh, to save money on the tax side and so on and so forth. But the interesting thing is we hear a lot about Roth IRAs, you know, and, and Roth IRAs can be a really interesting tool for those who can, you know, they make sense for. But essentially a Roth IRA you know, you put after-tax money to work, it grows tax-deferred, and when you take the money out someday, it's tax-free. I won't get into all the, all the laws. But it's pretty cool. It's, a, great, it's, a, it's an, a very interesting financial tool, and it can be fantastic in many different ways. But whether or not to do a conversion, it's not, it's not really all that easy. Um, it's not like a one-size-fits-all where you can say, oh, yeah, great idea, uh, or terrible idea one way or the other. It's really situationally dependent, as so many things are, right? Yep. So when you're looking at, con- at conversion, there's a couple of times where it makes a real, a whole lot of sense. So for our very wealthy clients who are in the highest marginal tax brackets now and will be for the rest of their lives, it makes sense to do a Roth conversion because they're likely not going to pay any less taxes going forward. So for them, they probably have enough money the rest of their lives you put the money in the in the Roth IRA, grows tax free forever in a day, and it could be great on that in that sense. Go to the other end of the spectrum. You go to the lowest end of the tax bracket. If somebody's on the lower end of the tax bracket and they're like say in their early retirement years and they're delaying taking Social Security and they haven't hit seventy two yet and they don't have to take required minimum distributions and their income is really low and they might be living off of uh, money in CDs and after tax accounts, that's a great time. Um, to consider a Roth conversion because you can pay, you know, the you could be in the lowest marginal tax bracket now, knowing in the a few years from now you might be in a higher bracket uh, from that point and going forward. So then it's a pretty good idea too. Outside of those types of scenarios, it's it's more difficult. You almost have to take the position that. If you're, if you're a person that thinks taxes are going to go up higher in the future and the government's going to keep embarking on confiscatory tax policy, which could theoretically happen, then you might want to consider paying taxes now on a Roth conversion and making that money tax-free. If you're not on that end of the spectrum, then maybe it do- if you don't think taxes are necessarily going to be any higher than they are now in the future, maybe it doesn't make sense to you know, pay the taxes now. So no matter how you look at it, you want to kind of run the numbers and then you take a position. And it doesn't have to be a an all or nothing either. You can, you know, play the middle of the road and say, you know what, I really don't have any money at all in the after-tax space. All my money's qualified. Every time I pull money out, I got to pay taxes on it. Um, not a bad idea to have some money in that space. So doesn't necessarily have to be a one, you know, an all or nothing. Um, you can choose to do a portion and kind of play the middle of the road. And so that's what we come down to. It's almost like we, we try to, 
in, when it's a no-brainer situation, we run the numbers, and if it makes sense for a client to do a conversion, we'll do that. I recommend it. But it's not always that cut and dry. Right. There really isn't. It's usually not so cut and dry. You've got to say, geez, I really think that taxes are going to be a lot higher in the future. Maybe I'll you know, convert as much money as I can today. Is there a max on it? Can you convert $500,000 in one year? Or Absolutely. You... Really? Yeah. There's no limit on a conversion. No limit at all in a conversion. That's why it's a very good strategy for wealthy individuals with a lot of money in uh, in qualified plans. Right. You can do the conversion, which and that's what you know. Typically, what's been going on for a long time now. Um, you know, the the wealth, the ultra wealthy convert all their. They're going to be in the highest marginal tax brackets going forward anyway, right. no matter what. So they'll do the conversions and pay the taxes does, now. Does now it tax make, free. Does it make sense to stretch it out over several years, though? Would, would it, is, it, it's not, is it considered income? That you it's considered to? income. So it's earned income. Once you hit the, the highest uh, marginal bracket on the, on the federal side, which I think is 37 right now, it's no matter how much more you do, it's still taxed at that 37%. So if you've if if you got significant wealth and you're always going to have significant wealth, Right now, it makes sense to you know to do those conversions because the highest brackets at thirty seven it used to be i think it was thirty nine not all that long ago, so in those situations it, it can make sense to uh to do roth conversions right so you just pay a hefty tax bill that one year and then the the rest of the money now in a roth will be tax free when you take it out that's exactly right that's is exactly there right. uh Help me out, Bob. I know the rule with a, a regular IRA, you got to mm-hmm. be 59 and a half. Does mm-hmm. that apply to the Roth as well? No, the Roth has a different set of rules. Uh, generally, I think a, 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 in particular, as long as a Roth IRA is has been in force for five years, you can pull money out oh. and not have these types of pay. It's a pretty flexible flexible vehicle. They can be really nice. Um, the other thing you got to look at, too, is when you work for a company, a lot of times they'll give you the opportunity to put money in a Roth as opposed to uh, the traditional pre-tax account, and they don't have the the income ceiling um, to be able to contribute to a Roth. That can be pretty interesting too, but you want to make sure that early, you know you run the numbers and determine whether or not you're going to be in a you know where your marginal tax bracket is likely to be in the future. So if you're in a high income tax bracket now and you think you're going to be in a lower tax bracket in the future when you retire, you don't want to put money in a Roth IRA now. You want to get that tax, you know, you want to get the pre-tax benefit because you're in a higher bracket now. Um, uh, for and, Unless you feel very strongly that you think tax rates are going to go up way beyond where they are now, then it might make sense. Uh, but you want to run those numbers and that's one we get a lot, by the way. Now, we always get questions about the, these conversions, when it makes sense, when it doesn't. And usually it's, uh, you know, um, unless you've got some pretty obvious situations, you've got to take a position on where you think taxes are going to be in the future. Or what you do um, is say, well, I don't really know where taxes are going to be in the future. Why don't I do enough where it's not going to hurt me one way or the other if I do it, but not take an all-or-nothing strategy, which is usually where most people come down. Right. If I was a betting man, Bob, I'd bet that taxes go up. John, if I'm a betting man, I'm thinking taxes are likely going to go up too. But it's it's anybody's. I mean, how much more can they just keep going up and up and up and up? How much is enough? Never yeah. is, is it? 
When you're spending other people's money, you just want more of it because it's not your own. Thank you for joining us today on our Financial Fridays podcast. I hope you found the information useful, and if so, feel free to share this podcast with people who may benefit from the topics discussed. Subscribe by visiting our website at financialfridays.com.